Treated like a sunrise, sitting over empty beaches. Watch her as she goes down. Treated like a bag of peaches. Lay her down and ask her how she likes it. Then wear her out like she's your favorite outfit. And all she sees is you. Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Black Girl Squee, where we celebrate black girl magic with a squee! <laughs> I'm Dee Dee, also known as Dust Daughter on Twitter. And I'm Enda, also known as Enda's Corner on Twitter. And we're here after an impromptu hiatus to um, catch you up on all the black, latest black girl news and talk about a whole bunch of how to get away with murder. <laughs> so as much as I can remember, because yeah. yeah, they pack a lot into it. So let's um, run down. Our um, housekeeping notes, real quick. On Twitter, we're at Black Girl Squee individually. Enda is at Enda's Corner. I'm at Dust Daughter. Our Tumblr is Black Girl Squee, all one word, at dot tumblr.com. Our email is Black Girl Squee at gmail.com. We're also on iTunes, Simplecast, and Google Play Podcasts. So check us out there. And please rate and review if you haven't already. Thanks. Yes. So before we get started, let's remind you of our spoiler policy. Um, We spoil shit. Uh, We spoil how to get away with murder. We spoil underground. We may spoil Queen Sugar at some point in the future. Um. We spoil stuff. If we talk about it, we're going to spoil it. Yeah. You've been warned. (laughs) Them Mm -hmm. rules. (laughs) Yeah. That's how we do it. Mm -hmm. We also cuss a lot, and we talk about being. Yes. Um, And we're going to cuss a lot today. (laughs) And you'll find out why. Anyway, now let's go to our school-worthy news. (laughs) Uh, first up, something that will make my co-host very happy, Chewing Gum, the BBC comedy, is now on Netflix. So tell us about this show, Enda. Well, Chewing Gum is a show written and starring a very, very funny and brilliant young woman named Michaela Cole. And it's just about her, her a quirky group of friends and family. They live in the council estates. Um, the, we call those the housing projects here. And the show is just so funny. I mean, they make fun of everything from religion, period jokes and all. And it's all very clever, very funny. And Michaela Cole is just a damn delight. I love her. She um, won a BAFTA award. I think it was a best newcomer in comedy for that. And, 
she she accepted her award. She was wearing a dress inspired um, by her um, her parents' country, Ghana. So she's just kind of perfect in every way. So you should really check out this show. I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil it. But it's only six episodes. And once you um, get into it, you'll realize that that's not enough. But they are shooting a, the second season now. Thank you, because we need it. But uh, yeah, go to Netflix. Check this show out, rate it, give it five stars because it is one of the funniest things you will ever get to see in your life. So to Michaela Cole and uh, her show Chewing Gum, we give a big (laughs) And after you watch Chewing Gum, watch the get down. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tell them to bring part two already. Yes. Um. Okay, so next bit of news. All right, uh, now next bit of news. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph is going to be returning to Broadway, and she is making history as the first African-American actress to star as Madame Morrible in the show Wicked. Wicked is one of Broadway's longest-running and most classic productions, and if you remember Cheryl Lee Ralph, she was in the original production of Dreamgirls. And she is also a Tony Award winning actress. And um, she actually did speak to the um, Tom Joyner Morning Show. She said it's so nice to be in a show that's living forever. And so she said this is an exciting return to the stage for her. And, you know, I, for one, wish I could see this. I haven't actually been into Wicked, but I would pay to see her because Cheryl Lee Ralph is a legend. So, to Cheryl Lee Ralph, we give a big And speaking of Cheryl Lee Ralph, our next bit of news is that she is co-producing a musical about the life of Phyllis Hyman. Mm -hmm. Uh, You may know that Phyllis Hyman was an R&B singer um, known for songs like You Know How to Love Me. Living All Alone. She also had a great cover of um, Betcha by Golly Wow. Yeah. It's just classic. Um, so, um, Cheryl Lee Ralph will be producing a musical that highlights the singer's career, music, and life leading up to her untimely death, um, along with Anthony Wayne and Kendrell Bowman. Um, this is also the team that was behind Mighty Real, a fabulous Sylvester musical. So I'd pay to see that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yes. Um, it's a three-day show that is available. Um, you can get tickets now by going to www.phyllishymanshow.com. And that's Hyman spelled H-Y-M-A-N. So... To Cheryl Lee Ralph, to Phyllis Hyman, and this great musical, we give a... Oh, man, I wish I could see this. Oh, man. All right. And our next uh, bit of news, the woman, well, we talk about her a lot here because we love her. But uh, um, what is the Pacific Standard Magazine did an interview with uh, Ava DuVernay. It was called Cinematic Justice. And 
In the um, interview, she talks about her career, about winning uh, Best Director at Sundance Film Festival in 2012, and I believe that was for Middle of Nowhere, and she was the first black woman to do so. And talked about Queen Sugar, and also about the documentary 13th. If you have not seen that, it is on Netflix, and I will say it is a... um, very it's a very tough watch but essential especially in these times and um the talking about uh the producers and the when people who are um pledging to double the number of women on their staffs and talking about why this does she think it's going to happen she um says, I think it's going to take men who are feminists and who are in positions of power to say, there's more than my point of view. Let's bring in a Latino, a Native, an Asian American, a Pacific Islander, or a Black. They're going to have to bend a little to open the power base. But like any effort, it's going to take folks on all sides. There's definitely change afoot. I hope it's not just a trend. It's been talked about for years, the fact that this industry is mostly men. Now people are being called on the carpet. Now you are going to raise some eyebrows if you are producing 13 episodes of a TV series and there is not one woman director. That's 50% of the population you are, that you are basically ignoring purposefully. It has to be on purpose. It's not like female directors don't exist. They're here, they're ready and willing and want to do the work. So that's discriminatory. Yeah. Considering that she hired an all-female directing staff for Queen Sugar and now... The second season of Jessica Jones is doing it like they were the first to do it. Thank you. <laughs> but she started this with Queen Sugar and give her due. So uh, go check out this interview. Like I said, Pacific Standard Magazine. You know, She's always on point with everything she talks about. So definitely worth a read. And another thing to note is that most of the directors that she hired were also women of color. Yes. That is something that you definitely will not see with the second season of Jessica Jones. Thank you. Thank you. I could say no more, but it will involve a lot of cussing. I'm saving <laughs> it. Yeah. So to Ava DuVernay, uh, once again, we give Uh, she's, 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 the ball is in these, these powerful men's court now. Uh, she threw it back in their court. Yep. It can be done. Y'all just don't want to do it. She you. showed y'all. The strides this woman makes and just keeps going. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just keeps, she, she is like the epitome of, you know, the, the old black women's club movement lifting as we climb. She is the epitome of that. Like they, like. She did that. That Oscar snub did not even phase her. She no. just kept on moving. Ah, love her. Um, yes. Yes. So um, our next uh, story is about a group of older women in Kenya who learned to learn karate to defend themselves after being targeted by rapists. Um. Uh, A group of older women living in a slum of Nairobi, Kenya, some as old as 85, have Mm -hmm. begun learning martial arts in order to fend off rapists. Um, These 
rapists have targeted the elderly because of a myth that they are less likely to have HIV. Mm. Um, the, the logic or ill logic behind yes. this is that um, if a rapist goes to an elderly woman, um, they're assuming that she's not sexually active. Um, anyway. Um, so, um, the, a woman, uh, in, in the interview who goes by the name of Jane with 19 other women, uh, go to self-defense classes every week and learn what is called the Shorin View style of karate. Um, the more women who take the classes, Jane says, the less chance the would-be rapists will stand. Hmm. Uh, three women like me can stand up to five attackers, she says. Y'all better go. Yes. And there's, in, in the, the article, there's a video of the so-called karate grannies. <laughs> Bless their hearts, bless their hearts. Yes. It's a shame that it, elderly exactly. women have to do this, but they're they're taking their uh, protection into their own hands because who's going to protect us but us? Yes. Um, wow, I just depressed myself. But um, <laughs> to the ladies of Nairobi, Kenya... Um, the karate grannies, uh, we give a squeeze. Okay. Well, speaking of badass women, uh, Time Magazine included a um, song from a trans singer named Shay Diamond. It's called I Am Her. I did include this on um, the show, the um, other show last week, because I was just deeply touched by this song and she um this is an anthem it's an anthem of hers because uh you just have to listen to the song she starts off if you had to wear my shoes you'd probably take them off too and the song itself is just perfect i mean just really soulful and bluesy and she has an outstanding voice in the chorus she's saying there's an outcast in everybody's life and i am her there's a shadow in everybody's front door and i am her and she's um she's currently in new york she's from michigan she ran away from home as a teen and ended up incarcerated for 10 years but she had, she discovered others who had a trans experience and helped her find her voice and what a voice it is so the song is beautiful the video is beautiful please check it out because this is just such such a beautiful thing that she's doing here and she show her some support all right to Shay Diamond we give a huge Powerful and beautiful um, Tony Award winner Audra McDonald welcomes new daughter Sally James to her family. Um, this was uh, um, Sally James was a surprise pregnancy. Um, 
Audra had uh, found out that she was pregnant at age 45. Um, and she calls the um, new addition. Um, she says that uh, her husband, Will, and I are overjoyed to welcome Sally James McDonald Swenson. <laughs> um named um sally for her husband's late mother mm-hmm. and and james for audra's late father stanley james Aww. she says our hearts are bursting and our lives forever changed so it's so precious and on yeah. instagram she posted a little picture of the baby's feet no, just little toe beans <laughs> yeah. little toe bean toes little baby toes <laughs> so <laughs> oh so that's precious and you can see the little hospital tags and everything so she's fresh out the oven <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so to Audra McDonald and Sally James McDonald Swenson, we give a Sally! Okay, um, some brief news uh, from Shondaland, because there always seems to be something coming from Shondaland. But uh, ABC has given a pilot production commitment to a new legal drama. It's from writer Paul William Davies, and Shonda Rhimes will be um, executive producer along with Betsy Beers. It's set in the Southern District of New York Federal Court, better known as the Mother Court, and the project follows brand new lawyers working for both the defense and the prosecution as they handle the most high-profile and high-stakes cases in the country, all as their personal lives intersect. Okay, so we all know that means drama. Messiness. Yes. Messy, messy, messiness. And that's why we all love Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) I swear, um, before she's done, she's going to be producing half the ABC lineup. Yeah, just keep getting just half shows. the shows. Yeah, she's she's going to own the net the network. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so to Shonda Rhimes and whatever black uh, female lead actors she hires um, for this new drama, fingers crossed. Yeah. We give a Um, so, um, finally, we have two ladies who are excited to be a part of Lane Bryant's new This Body campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Miss Danielle Brooks and Miss Gabrielle Sidibe. Um, Lane Bryant's, uh, uh, targeting, uh, full-figured, plus-size women, um, of all shapes and all colors, uh, including Danielle Brooks and Gabrielle Sidibe. And there there are uh, different videos of them talking about their bodies and their body image on uh, thisbody.com. Um, and Danielle Brooks is really excited to be a part of this campaign. She's had her... Um, 
poster um, posted on Times Square and the video mm-hmm. shown there. And you can see pictures of her seeing it there in Times Square and kind of jumping up in glee. And Gabrielle is seeing her picture on buses and stuff like that. And she's tweeted out, um, you know, pictures of that and being excited about that. So they're really happy to be a part of this campaign yes. and and just celebrate their bodies and help women, um, plus-size women, celebrate their bodies, too. And I'm just happy to see, um, you know, uh, race diversity and also body diversity in yeah. this campaign. So um, yes. hopefully uh, more people will follow um, uh, Lane Bryant's lead and include all kinds of bodies um, in their in their clothing campaigns um, and also in their clothing lines. Ivy Park. Anyway, (laughs) so to Danielle Brooks and Gabri Sidibe, we give a big squeeze! (laughs) All right. Yes. So now um, we're going to get into how to get away with murder. So (laughs) you can hear Enda doing her big man hand rub. Um, so we tried, we tried not to recap three episodes and we ended up in recapping three episodes. Uh, uh, so the first one, um, we're talking about this time is episode three, um, uh, season three, episode five. It's about Frank. Okay. Um, first scene is back in the hospital. Oliver and Bonnie are trying to get info from Maggie about Laurel. Um, Maggie explains that there's some concern about smoke inhalation. Ollie is freaking out, you know, the way that Ollie and Connor seem to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like boyfriend, like boyfriend, I guess. Um mm-hmm. Bonnie answers a call from someone and then tells them that Laurel is pregnant. Um, Three weeks later, three weeks earlier, I'm sorry, Bonnie goes to Coalport to make sure that her dad is dead (laughs) because Frank killed her in the the previous episode. Frank killed him in the previous episode. Um... She goes to the funeral home uh, and orders a cremation. She just wanted to confirm that he's really gone and then just says, burn the remains. Uh, and then walks yeah. out. She yeah. don't really give a fuck. Nope. Um, it's like, yeah, he did good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she meets up with Frank, um, gives him a big hug and says, thank you. Frank admits to her that he shot Mahoney. Um, he took Wes with him to make sure Annalise doesn't come after him. Uh, but Bonnie says that making Wes a suspect made her come after him with the detective that Mm. Frank ended up killing. So, uh, as always, Frank didn't think this all the way through. No. Uh, he just, he just felt the need to goon. So he gooned. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Frank. Go ahead. 
No, it's like it's the the more we get to know Frank, like as good of a goon as he is, he's also just inept at everything else. He's inept at life. He's excellent just not goon. good at planning. Yeah, I mean excellent gooning, but <laughs> everything Bad planning. Else, yeah. Yeah, like you did not think this all the way through. I'm like, you know Annalise and Sam from way back then. You know them by now. Bruh. Anyway, um, Frank and Bonnie get a motel. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie lies to Annalise about seeing her sister uh, instead of seeing Frank. Uh, then we get a bunch of flashbacks of Frank in prison. Frank's aunt went to high school with Sam Keating's sister. So that's how Sam got a hold of Frank's case, I guess. And then Sam tries to get uh, Annalise on board. Um, Back in the present, Frank, Frank starts thinking out loud about running away with Bonnie. Bonnie suggests Oregon. Um, and she makes up this whole idea about, you know, going hiking and, you know, if or it rains a lot in Oregon, so you don't have to feel bad about staying inside all the time. Um, then they have sex and he's gone the next morning. <sighs> oh my God. <clears throat> Once again, not thinking, not yeah. thinking. Just no. Um, back at Middleton University, Connor thinks none of the group should date civilians. Connor actually has a point, though. Connor just fucked a bunch of civilians. Well, that's true, so. but he has a point because every everything they touch just kind of goes to shit. Well, <laughs> they Con- Connor dated Oliver when he was a civilian. And now they done brought Oliver in. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and now Oliver is just shaking up and don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and panicked. <laughs> oh, poor Oliver. Uh, anyway, um, Simon's being an ass to the crew, even sending Connor a picture of his ass. So, um, uh, they were trying to get um, uh, some notes about for some class exam. Yeah. And Simon's just being a jerk. Yeah. Basically. Um, so Michaela ends up uh, taking his laptop and getting Oliver to um, hack it or see what he can find on there. At basically just to get the notes for that exam. But um, Oliver ends up finding something else. He finds out that um, Simon's the one that uh, made the um, flyers that had a picture of Annalise with the word killer at the bottom of it. So, um, uh, but, um, so Annalise confronts Simon herself and, um, you know, they make a deal instead of, instead of taking this to the authorities. Um, but 
In the next scene, Annalise gets a new sew-in at um, a local black beauty shop from Mary J. Blige herself. (laughs) 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 Who might need the who 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 might need a new lawyer? Um, Oh no! Anyway. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that she would no. murder, but you know, we don't need don't need her in more trouble. No more drama, MKP. No more yeah. drama. Um. Anyways, the conversation in the beauty shop was a trip because they was cracking on each other and everybody. And people were getting all up and trying to get all up in Annalise's business. She's still dating Nate. Ciao. The only time this show gets any blacker is when Annalise's mama show up. Basically. <laughs> um, so I think I saw on Twitter as this be breaking history as the first time a black woman got a sew in on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> that this show is constantly breaking barriers. <laughs> <laughs> they demystifying our hair too. Yeah. They just stay demystifying our hair. Mm-hmm. Um, then Annalise goes to a AAB. Mm-hmm. And she sees President Hargrove there. Um, and President Hargrove tells her, stop fighting. It's not cute anymore. Um, Annalise goes home and tries to pack up all her vodka and throw it away. Um, but the memories come back really strong and painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she starts drinking again and, uh, and she starts dancing to yep. what sounds like Khalees at yep. first mm-hmm. and now. Yeah. Um, so good taste in music, Annalise. Yeah. Um, if not the best dance moves, um, <laughs> but she danced like me though. Well, she, I'm she not even, also drunk as fuck. That's so. the thing is, I'm not even drunk and I dance like that. You ain't got to tell people that. <laughs> but it made me feel less awkward. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> See, breaking barriers. Breaking yes. Because <laughs> some uh, of us can't dance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing stereotypes. Um, <laughs> Annalise calls Nate, who doesn't answer. Because he's still up in the bed with Renee. Careful. Huh. Mm. And then Wes <laughs> um, And then she calls Wes, who does pick up. Um, she admits to pushing Nate away because he was too good for her. Just like uh, Maggie is too good uh, to Wes, mm. she assumes. Um. And, you know, she ends up throwing up and Wes ends up holding her hair while she throws up over the toilet. And she just goes into this weird rant about how she feels disgusting and stuff like that. And it just gives us a window into how complex and how broken she is. Yeah. Like, if you peel away the layers... This is just a fascinating character uh, in in Elise Keating. And um, Viola just plays her so beautifully and Mm. keeps, you know, slowly peeling away the layers one by one. So 
you know, this this hard ass that always wants to fight is always egging on a fight. It's a coping mechanism. It's a strategy yeah. that she uses to push people away because she's inside. She's deeply vulnerable and broken and hurt. And she's just, she's been through way too fucking much and and doesn't trust anybody to help her heal um, because of the bad uh, experience she had with her last therapist who liked Ooh. to mind fuck people mm. and then fuck them. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's just, she's just a beautiful mess. But, um, yeah. Wes talks about breaking up with Maggie um, after her dad interrogates him at dinner. Um, where's Maggie's mom? Uh, hmm. Has she said something about her that I missed? No, um, I don't know. Well, I don't uh, know much about Maggie. Yeah. Um, we get Nate shirtless again. Appreciate Yay! that show. This is what, three episodes in a row? Um, but he's up up in the bed with Renee again. So, Nay, um, shirtless Nate, yay, in bed with Renee, Nay. No, don't like it. Um, no. So when um Simon uh you know blames accuses Michaela of stealing his laptop. She gets really black and Southern on him and, um, a different accent slips out when she's telling Simon off and, uh, Asher and Connor pick up on it and of course make fun of her for it. And she, um, gives them the evil eye. Yeah. After after she told off Simon Drake, I didn't. Yeah, I was scared of her. She was, she yeah, she can she can she can really hurt people with that um, with her words. Um, so um, last scene of the episode, Oliver calls Connor, um, but Michael Michaela's um, foster mother answers the phone. Um, Michaela takes the phone from her and talks to Oliver. Meanwhile, the TV in the hospital waiting room reads, unidentified male dead in burning house. Mm. So right now, it could be Connor, Wes, Asher, Nate, Simon, Frank, and I don't know who else. I think that's it right at that point. That's it. Because we know it's not the girls. We know it's neither of the girls. Because it's unidentified male dead. Yeah. They they showed that right after they showed Michaela. So it's like, okay, they they saved that one. So. And Laurel's already in the hospital. Yeah. And Maggie's safe. Mm -hmm. So. um, That means it's also not the president, too. Oh, well, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a dude. It's yep. one of the dudes. 
Um, the next episode is called, Is Someone Really Dead? And I'm like, it would be just like this show to make us think somebody's dead and then have it be nobody. Or have it be Sam's body that they just put in the house. Girl. Oh my God, it could totally be Girl. Sam. What? Oh my God. They never did find his body, did they? The authorities, Police? I mean. Yeah. But didn't they, like, chop it up? No, so they... Easy. No, I think they tried to throw it away. Because first they couldn't bury him because the ground was too hard, right? Oh. And Girl, then I, I think, don't know. I don't, I don't remember. That was first season, and so much has happened since then. Yeah. But they totally... The show would totally do something like that. And have me worrying over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> this damn God. show. <laughs> yeah, this damn show. So you're going to have to remind me what happened in this show. All I know, remember from this episode, is that Asher is not the one who died in the fire. <laughs> oh my God, your disappointment. <laughs> I really was mad. <laughs> I had, my, I had my money on him. I had my money yeah. on him. I was mad. Oh, my God. God damn it. Do I he even remember? remember? I told um, you, white cishet dude ain't going to die. God they never do. Damn they shit. never. <laughs> they never die. This this show is created by a white gay dude. Yeah. Kill Asher. Kill Asher. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I remember that Oliver met a great guy named Thomas on Humper. Humper. Who didn't, who, yeah. Who didn't want to uh, sleep with him on the first date because he only does that with people he doesn't want to see again. Yeah. Uh, and he seemed really great. Yeah. Really sexy. I liked and, him. Yeah, yeah. Cute. Cute. Beard. Oliver liked him too because he was like shivering after he left. He was like, woo. he's getting tingles I feel you Um, and then I think Nate told Annalise about him and Renee in this episode or it might have been the next one I forget I don't know Um, all I know is that Nate was not shirtless (laughs) yeah that's the um, yeah that would be the the important thing to remember uh, so that's episode six actually Um, wait actually they remember this is the one they found a break in the wallace mahoney case because this was toward the end where everybody was getting it in oh yeah yeah oh oh, yeah oh yeah Yeah, they put together the worst possible ships in this yeah yeah. so wes and laurel are a thing now and then asher and michaela finally made it official like I said, I guess you know, the head must be great. But um, anyway, yeah, because as soon as we see that, the news starts coming again. They made a break in the Wallace Mahoney case. They think it's the other son. The other son and someone else, I believe. Yeah, well, the only son that they know about. Well, they yeah. don't know about Wes. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they, they, think, they, they think Charles Mahoney, um, Wallace Mahoney's white son. Um, yeah is the suspect the main suspect yeah. in the murder of Wallace Mahoney. Yeah, cuz they throw us a red herring at first because Wes isn't in bed with Laura when she wakes up, but then she goes and finds him. He's just kind of sitting in the living room watching the news. 
And that's what yeah, we found and then out. and even before that, we see the TV on at somebody else's house talking about they they think you know Wallace Mahoney's son is the suspect in the case, and they're like, "Oh shit, where's yeah. Wes?" Yeah, yeah, yes, they're because they're not thinking about his white son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, there's that, mm. and so that's episode six. Um, yeah. Asher's not dead. That's, that's what they should have called it. Yeah, they Asher's showed. Yeah, dead. they actually showed that at the beginning of the show too, because Michaela had gone looking for him. And they Just showed crushed him my hopes. Show. Yeah, and they still Just... cannot find Connor, and I still don't know why Michaela had his phone. Like, why these two? Like you said, just go ahead, give us the the cup. He was sleeping on the couch. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was sleeping on Michaela's Wait. couch. Oh, wait, so Michaela's mom was at her place. Yes. Oh, shit. For some reason, I thought Michaela went home. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense how she got back to um, Asher so quick. Duh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Thank you for straightening that because I had, oh, well, I was totally fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking good. I know. So, episode seven was Call It a Mother's Intuition. Because <sighs> the case of the week was about a woman who accused her three children of poisoning her with antifreeze. Oh, this family was fucked up. Yeah. Um, the children hated her because she was abusive, um, verbally and mentally and emotionally. Um, and, and she did her best to sabotage all their relationships with other people. Um... So it was looking like, you know, they were going to go to jail for this uh, because um, and until um, uh, until um, Annalise has a, a, an epiphany. But we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um in this episode, Frank comes back to uh, Philly, um, but Bonnie wants nothing to do with him after he left left her in Coalport. Um, mm. A.K. I mean, Annalise um, talks to President Hargrove uh, after um, President Hargrove um, talks about losing her kids after. Um, uh, a DUI. Um, and her kids are really, are still really angry at her. Mm. Um, and she's been, uh, in AA for a year and she wants to get them back. She, she doesn't think she deserves to lose her children. Um, So, um, Annalise, um, at first says, you know, she's not there to make friends with President Hargrove, but she ends up giving her the number to a good lawyer who might help her get her kids back. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, when when they're stuck, when they're stuck with the mother case, um, Uh, Annalise uh, just 
sits down and lets the kid, lets the, the students tell her exactly how they feel about her. I don't know why she did that, but I'm thinking at this point that she is masochistic. Yeah. Also, that case, I think she does kind of feel like they do just kind of have this, they see her as a mother figure and, you know, with them dealing with that case, with um that manipulative, poison-ass mother who, quite frankly, does remind you a bit of Annalise, maybe she felt they needed to get that out so they could deal with it. Yeah, but, but yeah, definitely you know, in spite of all the... No, definitely masochistic, too. <laughs> yeah, but in spite of all the manipulative, manipulative, you know, lying, shady shit she does, she does it out of good intentions. She does it out of a need, a, a desire to protect them. Exactly. But it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of dirty shit, though. Yeah, this, um, but everything she has done has been to keep them out of jail, and they don't seem to appreciate that. And they that's were, one thing that the the mother in the case she hasn't she's not trying to protect anybody but herself. No, she so just that's the like one difference between yeah. her and Annalise. Yeah, she just wanted control over him, and she was just so horrible and like making fun of one of her kids for being a virgin and shit. And I'm like, God damn, woman! Like, who announces that in a courtroom? I know. I wanted to, you know, hell, I wanted to feed antifreeze by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was she was just hateful. Yeah. But so and it they just went on and on. It was like one after another just stepping up to just verbally beat on her. And I'm like, why would she do this to herself? She's gone through enough already. Why did she need to hear this shit from them? These ungrateful piss ants. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, but Wes is the only one who doesn't. Yeah, he says, you already know how I feel about you. Yeah. And remember, that's the dude who shot her. Yes. So. (laughs) (laughs) So we all know. Yeah. And that's the one, you know, anytime that she wants to get him back in line, she reminds, she reminds him of uh, what they did to Rebecca. So, yeah, that's, that's manipulation right there. Yeah. Um, um, back in Oliver land, Oliver, Oliver's getting ready to get it on with Thomas. You know, they're down to their underwears. Um, and he finally tells Thomas his HIV status and Thomas bails. So I guess he wasn't so great after all. Yeah. Granted, that is a lot to think about, and Oliver may have wanted to pick a better time to tell him than yeah. when you're almost butt booty naked. Yeah. But, but I mean, hey. if that's how he feels, Oliver, you better off without him. Yeah. Let him go. So that brings him back to... Um, Connor, and I'm not sure whether Oliver really misses Connor or whether he just knows that Connor is a sure thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's really horny. I don't even know anymore. Well, he um, was drunk, too. Anyway, he, they he make out. He went out and got drunk, and yeah. 
they make out on Michaela's bed and flip the duvet cover, which Michaela notices immediately. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and Oliver told Connor that she would. It's just funny. Um, anyway, by the end of the episode, um, it's looking like the person who's dead in, in Annalise's burning house is either Connor or Nate. Yeah, because we find out Frank's where still, Wes is. Yeah, Frank's still alive because um, he goes and confronts Laurel. And Wes is at the police station getting immunity for ratting out Annalise. Yeah. Because, yeah, and that's the reason why um, Annalise gets arrested um, in the, in in the you know, whichever episode she gets arrested in. Um Oh, and by the way, before that, a couple of weeks before, she figured out that the mom in the case poisoned herself. She figured Oh, yeah. I mean, for some reason, everybody on my timeline figured it out, too, before she did, because it was kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't figure it. Oh, really? No. Well, I put it this way. I don't know if I I don't know if I said, yes, she poisoned herself, but I said definitely neither one of her kids did. Like, she somehow set that up. Because something about her was just off. Evil. She just yeah. Evil. Well, yeah, that would be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she so yeah. So right now it's looking like it's down to either Connor or Nate, and this this is making me mad about this show yeah. because season six of The Walking Dead was all about who did Nakin hit with the bat. And over the six months of hiatus between season six and season seven, that was the supposed cliffhanger of the show. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And that was supposed to be the thing that kept us watching the show. And I feel like I'm reliving that here with this show. And I hate that. Yeah. That's not the question I want to be asking. I want to be asking what happens next with this character or that character or whatever. I don't want to be thinking about I want to be who asking, dies. Yeah, I want to be asking who did the killing or who did the shooting. I mean, it was Wes in both cases, but like, I don't want to be thinking about which one of them died. Because like, like you said about Connor, he's Pete Nowak's stand-in. And... I would be surprised as hell if it's him, but there's a good chance it might be. But I don't know. I'll put it this way. I'd rather sacrifice him than Nate. Yeah, but on the other hand, there's really no reason for Nate to be on the show other than I can be. They've not given him a good storyline to keep him on the show. No, not since his wife died, but... Nope. But he's 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 fan service. <laughs> I know, I we're know. Like, I'm saying we're just like looking at him. It's like yes. you said, like you said, the first episode or the second episode, they let us know right away it was not Oliver, because they know we would go burn shit if they'd killed Oliver. Because why are they making it making us wait too long, so long to see if it's Nate or or not? <sighs> I don't. I don't. I'm just like, who else could it be besides either of those two? Who else would Annalise? 
But again, see, I'm thinking, they're making me think about this shit too hard. This is not the, the shit I want to be thinking about. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I want to be thinking about how Annalise has pushed Eve away. She's pushed Nate away. She's pushed everybody who who professes to love her away. And now all she has is these these ungrateful kids. Mm. And and, oh, and and Frank on the lamb and I want to be thinking about that instead of who died. I just don't feel like that's it just it just makes me feel weird. Yeah, I, I, just talking about who died and wondering who died and all this kind of stuff. It just sounds morbid. Anyway. Mm. But this is how to get away with murder. So what the fuck am I talking about? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we kind of don't really know what's happening going on with the show. Anyway, we just wigging it too. <laughs> and that is our recap. <laughs> uh, if you have any opinions you want to share with us, anything we missed, hit us up at Black Girl Squee on Twitter or Black Girl Squee at gmail.com so for our squeak our squeak queens right quick um, Danielle Brooks Gabrielle Sidebe uh, Asia, Asia Naomi King and Lupita Nyong'o who were on the cover of Elle recently um, those are our squeak queens and well, oh can, can I just say, yeah. y'all are going to be real surprised, but I'm going to have to give it up for Beyonce on this one, too. Finally. Look, anyway, she brought ahead. the damn Dixie Chicks to the Country Music Awards, and I actually like Dixie Chicks, okay? Because they were fucking maligned, like, way back in, like, 2003, because they criticized then-President George W. Bush and were practically just kind of shoved out of country music. Mm-hmm. But she, Beyonce did that thing she uh, does and she will bring, you know, women and girls who the media have just maligned and give them, you know, a spotlight. And she did that with them when she was performing on the CMAs. Mm -hmm. Of course, she got a whole bunch of racist, sexist shit thrown at her, too. Mm -hmm. And um, And people had and people had to take it back and remind y'all this is what black this is what country music looks like. It looks like. Yeah. Women. Yeah, no, so, I don't care if I'm here for her music or not. You're not going to do that. <laughs> you are not going to do that to her. So, um, you know, I mean, just her being on the show, yeah. uh, Bogart way on the Country Music Awards, she managed to um, spark a conversation about Black women in country music, about Black people in country music. And so it was worth it. Yeah, and she managed to, you know, she shook shook her booty, <laughs> yeah, and sang her song, on um, you know, in front of all them white people, and you know, they got up and and they clapped and they were yeah. feeling it because because uh, it's a catchy song, yeah, um, and um, so please yeah. shut the ever loving fuck up, please. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. Um, CMA's Twitter shut up because they erased all, <laughs> uh, all all tweets about Beyonce on their they own feed. The 
best ratings they ever had on that show. Because of her. Because of her. And then they're going to try to act like she wasn't even there. Fuck y'all. Yeah. And this ain't even Cash the Fade yet. <laughs> yeah, but. But yeah, Beyonce, good on you. Good, just good on you. Keep doing this shit. Keep making. Please keep making these people mad. I was, I was telling, yeah, I was telling a friend of mine. She she finished the Formation World Tour and then started embarking on the Make Races Mad, <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna be nonstop. You know what? I would go to that tour. Yes, I would totally salon, go to that tour. Salon is gonna open up. Yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will buy the souvenirs and shit. Yes, <laughs> Make Races Mad. On that. She yes. stays on that because everything she does makes racism mad. Yes. Because she does stay picking up uh, black women as much as she can. That. I am here uh, for it. And speaking All of, because when um, she, when her sister was on SNL this weekend, um, she um, took a lot of pictures with Leslie Jones and mm-hmm. you could see her uh, hanging out with Lizzie, Leslie Jones after the show. And I'm like, I just like, this, she just loves black women and I'm just so happy. Um, yeah. So, and this is a per, this is coming from me, a person who used to not be, uh, used to be a bit of a detractor. And yeah. now I'm kind of low key a stand because, hey, I mean, <laughs> she's the biggest star in the world. She happens to be a black woman. She actually loves black women um, yeah. and it's kind of building a sort of celebrity sisterhood. And I love it. Yeah. So anyway. So sweet of her too. Yes, and her sister because that because her sister's album was great. Um, <laughs> shout out to Solange. Um, yes. Uh, so now, Lord, let's catch the fade. Basically, who can catch the fade? White, white. people. White people. Um, and specifically, white women. Um, <laughs> yeah. and even more specific than that, white feminists. Okay. Why are we whispering? This is our show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I started it. Okay. Um, no, you, you start us out bitch. on this one. Let's... <laughs> Shit. Here goes the cussing. Um, first off, let's get let's get through with this right quick. Um, uh, Alexandra Rubenstein's Celebrity Cunnilingus Series. Mm. So this lady thought it would be great to paint a bunch of pictures of celebrities going down on women. Celebrities including Justin Bieber, rapper Drake, actor John Hamm, um, James, James Franco, Franco, Ryan if, Gosling, Ryan Gosling, who hasn't um, gone down on a white woman in years. <laughs> He is married to um, Cuban actress Eva Mendez, if you don't um, remember. Anyways, uh, but basically, all of these celebrities are painted as going down on white women. Every last one of these women. All you see is the women's thighs and basically their vulva um, and the guys' faces. Um but they all seem to be white. All the, yeah. all the, all the torsos that we see. Yeah. Uh, torsos here. and legs. And like, that's, um, that looks yeah. like a white woman. Yeah. And I'm like, 
When's the last time Drake ever went down on a white woman? Ever been with a white woman? Anyway. Anyway. um, Look, I kind of feel like when Drake is talking about he likes thick girls and stuff like that, that's his code for black. (sighs) Anyway, um, the series was, quote, a response to the lack of heterosexual female perspective and representation of sexuality in mainstream media and pornography, which reflect as well as shape the way we interact in real life. I wanted to explore fantasy from women's point of view. End quote. That is from uh, Alexandra Rubenstein herself. Um, but in painting a bunch of celebrities going down on what seems to be white women, um, you're, respon- you're limiting this uh, perspective to heterosexual white female yeah females um and and their their point of view not women's point of view a specific woman kind of woman's point of view yeah and their fantasy and i guess their fantasy is that um they're the only people that um uh get to receive oral sex because far be it from any of these people to actually uh, go on, go down on some brown women or some black women, even the ones that are married to or date exclusively date brown and black women. Thank you. And finally, who the fuck wants James Franco to go down on? <laughs> oh, who the, who is, how is that anybody's fantasy? Oh God. <laughs> So, Alexander Rubenstein, come and catch the fade. This is fucking. Okay. Eat black pussy. (laughs) Should that be the name of the show? Ooh, that should be the name of the show. Eat black. Yes, eat black pussy. Okay, cool. We might. We can't put that on iTunes. Oh, just do the asterisk. Shit. <laughs> See, this is okay. Never mind. Um, no, no, no. Why? No, 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 no. This is something else we're doing. It's not not relevant to the show yet. We, we can talk about it after the show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, okay, uh, yeah. So, our next catch the fade. Well, she's been getting a lot of cash to fade pretty much, well, for me anyway, lately. Madonna, Idris Elba, don't want you. You wish. Madonna, I got a better chance at fucking Idris Elba before you do. Madonna. Want to know why? You are not his type. Idris likes black women. (laughs) Idris likes... Black American women. Idris likes black American hood rat women. Break it down. I got I, I got more in common with the women that Idris Elba liked than you. Okay. Madonna, not every black man you run into is attracted to you. You are not every black man's fantasy. Madonna, sit your ass down. 
<laughs> and as far as Idris Elba is concerned, what did he say? Hell no, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't believe the hype. He said that right on Twitter where you could see it. <laughs> he ain't interested. Oh. Um, what was it? The way at the end on Twitter said <laughs> he didn't run. No, he parkour to his assistant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Took that well, phone. <laughs> <head> out. <laughs> the way at the end also said he copped to K. Michelle. Yes. Not copying to Madonna tells you all you need to know about Madonna. Yeah. Exactly. Need we say more? Except thank you, Idris. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Idris. Idris. Thank you for shooting that down before it could grow. Yes. I, I was. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't my know. My morning was starting out real bad. I know. Bad news. I'm like, I don't know who she tried, who her people was that she tried to get to spread that rumor. Like, oh, maybe if we spread it, it'll come true. No, honey. Who you finna try? It ain't me. Oh, bitch, it ain't me. It ain't me. Caps, 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 caps. It ain't need to see that. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Oh, Lord. Um, you tried it. Yeah. You tried it. So go pick your face up off the ground wherever it fell. Because. Mm. Yeah. It looked like she picked her face up before and, and, and didn't put it back on. Right? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Let me stop. Let me stop. Yes. Um. Yeah. So let's just. Yeah. We're going to. We, you know, there's so many people that can catch the fade right now, but we're going to stop. We're going to stop with those two and get into this print. That's mm. long overdue. Mm. So, first of all, in uh, this week, in that print, we got a we got a two for four years since we missed it last time. Um, our first um, contestant in... Um, this week in that print is Mr. Lewis Tan. Mm. He is an actor. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Lewis Tan is an actor with a strong background in martial arts. Um, he has uh, done action scenes for movies like Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, uh, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, and well now... Uh, star in uh, Netflix's Iron Fist. Um, he tried out first for the the lead character Danny Rand, um, but ended up playing uh, the nemesis. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, Danny Rand will be played by um, what? Um, random white dude. I don't know. Yeah, random white dude. Um, also known as Coachella Fist by. Um, <laughs> Keisha Kent and Steph I Will and um, a whole bunch of folks on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but uh, Louis Tan is uh, gorgeous and fit and uh, Asian. Um, yes. he, is, he, however, was born in Manchester, England. Um, he is uh, 6'2". Lord Jesus. Mm. Tatted up. Got that six pack. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> anyway, he's gorge. He's yes, gorge. and oh, just he should have his own show. Yeah. And um, 
if he's the only reason to watch Iron Fist. Yeah. Well, him and Colleen Wayne. Yeah, and he um, took this whole thing in stride, too. Obviously disappointed that he didn't get the lead, but he said he put everything he could into, you know, playing the role he did get. So, bless his heart, you know. And everybody was like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) You tried out for Danny Rand. What? Yeah. Like, he's like 10 times wider. Yeah. Coachella Fist. It's like they found, it's like this week we also found out that Oscar Isaac was up for the lead in Doctor Strange, but we ended up with, ugh. Yeah. I'm like, you could have had, I could have been ogling Oscar Isaac as Doctor Strange. Oh, my God. I would have gone to that movie. Me too. Oscar Isaac and Chiwetel Ejiofor? Mm-hmm. Sign me up. They'd have, they'd have had to do something with Tilda Swinton, though. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, so, nah. Why the fuck is a Celtic woman in Tibet? How does that happen? What is that? I don't know. Fuck that movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Louis Tan. Louis Tan. <laughs> I'd like to give me some of that. Yes. Um, so, uh, welcome to this week in Apparent, Lewis. Yes. Enjoy your stay. Uh, next up is another actor, uh, also from a Netflix series, also a villain in a Netflix series. Um, Mahershala Ali is an actor from Oakland, California, who plays Cornell uh with Cottonmouth uh, Cotton Stokes in Netflix's Luke Cage, um, <laughs> he of the rocket launcher. <laughs> he in Harlem with a damn rocket launcher. <laughs> I'm about to blow away the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> It's like la la la. This is normal, it is right? An entire rocket launcher, y'all. <laughs> it's the same height as he is. <laughs> and I guess oh, he just carried God. it around Harlem, and nobody noticed. <laughs> nobody, nobody said shit because hey, that's Cottonmouth. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't fucking with Cottonmouth. <laughs> oh, oh my God, but. Um, Lord, he's 42. He does not look it. Hmm. Um, That's just the right age. Also, yes, he is also 6'2". Hello. Hmm. But, you know, he's married or whatever. But he's still <laughs> fine. Um, and that voice. Oh, that voice. Which is different from his normal speaking voice. Yeah. Um, Seems like when he gets on camera, it goes like a couple octaves deeper. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Because that, them two octaves, they, they melt panties. Mm. Um, he's also gaining critical acclaim for um, the movie Moonlight, which oh. he is in, along with Naomi Harris yes. and Janelle Monáe. Can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, and he's ending up in all of these articles about... Um, you know, actors to watch or, you know, new actors, um, breaking through. And I'm like, he's been in the game 20 years. Yeah. I, I remember seeing him in crossing Jordan. He was the dad in Benjamin button. Like, and he's going to be in hidden figures. Yeah. With Janelle Monae again. 
Yes. Okay. So good. So good. So, um, he's, he's great. He's beautiful. And, um, he's a great actor and, uh, you know, just, uh, hearing him in some of his interviews lately, um, is, is, is just great. Um, you know, where he talks about the um, growing uh, inclusion and diversity um, in shows like Luke Cage and um, um, other shows um, on TV now. So, um, very intelligent uh, guy. And um, I had to include him in This Week in Netflix because he's sassy. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, to mercy. Oh, anyway. Um, so... That is your twofer for this weekend at print, Louis Tan and Mahershala Ali. Mm. So now um, we're going to go into woman's vocab before I get really nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stopped you before. Okay, today's uh, <laughs> woman's vocab is derail. To derail means to use tactics to get off topic from a specific conversation or issue. Derailing usually comes from a position of privilege for those who do not like information or ideas that go against their previously held beliefs. Some derailment tactics include gaslighting, demanding evidence or proof in quotations in lieu of lived experience and bringing in information unrelated to the topic. Derail. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of white fangirls derail uh, on the topic of Dr. Strange and their beloved uh, Bandicoot Crash uh, mm-hmm. Copper Penny yeah. um, Whatever <clears throat> uh, People are going to defend him For whatever reason Even though He said a lot of Fucked up shit Like is putting his foot in his mouth constantly But it's us Pseudo social justice warriors Who need to stop hating <sighs> Anyway, don't get me started because I saw some shit like that on Tumblr today. Oh, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So derailing, um, know what it is, know how to combat it. Knowledge is power. Thank you for that uh, vocab board. So, um, Black Girl Commandments, uh, you are worthy and you deserve good things. Yes. Like Cunnilingus. Yes. Um <laughs> if you if you want it. If if you want, if it. You want it. Um so <laughs> <laughs> Well hey. We ain't shit. No. You know this. Yeah. We should have put that in our uh, housekeeping notes. <laughs> uh, anyway, um And by the way, once we again, we ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to tell us how ain't shit we are which we already know. <laughs> you can hit us up at Twitter at Black Girl Squee in this corner. Uh, we're at Dust Daughter. Um, on Tumblr, we're blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. You can send an ask to there, there or make a comment there, reblog a post or something. Um, you know, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Um, email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Or rate and review on iTunes. And we'll have that link in the show notes. 
So until next time, uh, thanks for listening and bye. Bye. You could do it all night, rock until you fall asleep. You could prove them all right, forget about what people speak. Lay her down and ask her how she likes it. Then wear her out like she's your favorite outfit. Cause all you need to know as lovers, you can learn beneath the covers. Look into her brown eyes and tell her when she falls asleep that everything is alright. Cause you know that she doesn't need you. All she sees is you. Just she needs you too Cause how to satisfy your love